0: Hey everybody, this is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and I am so excited about our new series, the Thinking Series. This is the first episode in the Thinking Series, and it's called You Have a Brain in Your Head. And uh duh, that's a no-brainer. Uh the fact is obvious that we often forget that we are thinking thinking all the time and we have to think about how we're thinking, and this is called metacognition, my vocabulary word of the day. And here's the reality, is that metacognition is about thinking about how you're thinking. It's like this really great uh, thing where you are observing what's going on in your mind. So it's kind of like having an out-of-body experience. But if we don't do metacognition, what happens is we fall prey to bad thinking habits. And bad thinking habits really can mess us up in all sorts of ways. You know, we find ourselves doing things that we should not be doing, like taking shortcuts or making excuses or believing that our bad behavior is somehow justified um, and then, you know, we fall into this really huge, huge, huge trap, um, which is fear. And don't forget the little acronym for fear that's running around out there, and that is false evidence appearing real. And so if you're running around, making excuses, taking shortcuts, justifying bad behavior, and um, totally in fear about life, you know, you got to step back and go, what am I thinking? And we really, really want to do that. We want to do metacognition. And I was kind of like reflecting before I got on the blog talk show here. And the thing was is that I uh, had my niece live with me for an extended period of summers, and it was really delightful to have her live with us. And we're very, very close and love each other dearly, and we're a lot alike. And uh, she's a neat gal. And uh, now she, um, you know, is grown, has a child, all that good stuff. But One time we were like, you know, having like a quasi-coaching counseling session over the summer, and it was in regard to um, a gentleman that was pursuing her, and, you know, she was talking about what was going on and everything, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, she said, then I started to think, and for whatever reason, this just hit me in the crosshairs, you know, and I thought that was so funny that, you know, all of a sudden she's starting to think. And, you know, you've thought you're that yourself, right? You, you're like, I need to start thinking about this. You know, like you catch yourself going through the motions. You catch yourself wrapped up in all of, you know, the swirl that's in your mind. And then all of a sudden your brain uh, gets a hold of you and says, hey, you know, you need to really think about this. And so we've had this standing joke for a long time that when either one of us is, you know, kind of in a swirl, of course, what do you do? You call the people that are close to you and you look for a friend to share this swirl with. And uh, you know, our our big, in, you know, big interrupt line is, well, you know, you need to start to think or I started to think. And that's exactly what this whole series is about is like really on purpose, deciding that you're going to be a human that thinks. And the thing is, is when you are someone who can do metacognition, you really move in the world in a very sophisticated way. And sophistication um, is a kind of a, a funny word because it makes you kind of think of like expensive or people who have a lot of money, but we all know people Um, who may not be monetarily wealthy, but we think that they're very wealthy because they have a lot of wisdom. And that's what we want to do. We want to move in this sophisticated way. And the definition of sophisticated, it's actually an adjective that describes somebody, is a characteristic of a person uh, whose thoughts, reactions, and understanding is one who is aware and able to interpret complex issues. Okay? So we really want to be sophisticated thinkers, and the reality is is when we allow uh, our brains to kick in and really use their full functioning power and slow down, um, we're going to really be putting forth a huge energy in the world. And as you know, I have the Shine Coaching Methodology, and this is what I use with my clients to help them work through Uh, different things they're doing in their lives, everything from career transition to being a leader of a team to pursuing some kind of entrepreneurial endeavor. So when I work with them, you know, I I help them work through the Shine Coaching methodology. And one of the main, main uh, factors of that is the E, which is energy. And the number one energy uh, that we talk about in the energy process is like engaging your brain. So this is like an intellectual energy, which is huge. So Uh, Out in the world, things are getting very, very complex. I don't need to tell you how complex things are. I mean, the technology changes, you know, every 45 days it seems like uh, we have an upgrade on our phone or our computer that we've got to figure out how to download and then once we download it we gotta figure out what the new thing is that they've given us to use that is supposed to simplify life but oftentimes, you know, slows us down at first, um and we have to use our brain to think about it, get it engaged, get it in a new habit, and move it forward. But these these things that come our way, this complex life that we live in, uh oftentimes those things that pop up, you know, we totally see them as obstacles and we really like that you know if we don't stop to think about obstacles in a fresh way obstacles turn into excuses because you know it's like well i can't do this anymore or they changed it on me and when we allow these new obstacles that pop up because of our complex fast changing world you know we end up in this place of excuses and when we end up in the place of excuses our world really really goes dark but instead, what we want to do is turn the light bulb on in the top of our head and avoid, you know, the habit of avoiding adversity or avoiding um, getting over the obstacle. In fact, this is a psychological uh, framework that people call learned helplessness. You know, so you ask people, you know, did you get it done? Why well, I didn't know what to do. You know, it's just this immediate thing of excuses or I don't know how to get things moving forward. So the sophisticated person realizes that the use of excuses is kind of just surrendering to your life instead of living it vibrantly. And what we want to do is we want to use three thinking patterns that naturally occur in our brain that help us overcome obstacles and adversity. But we got to step back and realize that a brain that is engaged is literally full of sparks and energy and it's very vibrant, right? So it's lit up and maybe you've even seen on television or something that you've read about how now they can do brain scans and they can give some kind of stimulus to the person that has this uh, brain of theirs hooked up to the scanning device and you can see that the different parts of the brain light up uh, or give off, you know, a vibrant light when it is engaged, and so we totally totally, totally want to do that, and raise our thinking level to a whole new um capacity. Now, the thing about your brain is it's it's not technically a muscle, but I'm telling you, if you don't use your brain, it will atrophy just like your bicep and um using the different parts of your brain, you know we all know that people who read a lot. Um, you know, they have a lot of mental energy, a lot of intellectual energy. In fact, if you read a lot and you absorb a lot of information, you're a lifelong learner, you know, you move in the world in a really powerful way because you can speak into all sorts of situations because you are well-read. So, you know, engaging this brain puts it full of sparks and energy and it helps you kind of see things that are possible because, again, the more knowledge, exposure, experience that you have, the more you are able to speak into different situations in your life. So let's think about the three thinking patterns um, that are out there that you know naturally occur and how you need to do metacognition around them. So the first thinking pattern is the thinking pattern of fight or flight. And the good news is is that the pattern of fight or flight happens automatically. You know, it, you, you don't do anything. The world presents something in your life and immediately you think, do I need to fight it or do I need to fly from it? And the bad news is, is that this pattern also happens automatically. And so hardwired into every individual is this ability to recognize and identify obstacles and adversity. So, boom, first thing right out of the gate, we're going to notice these things, and you have a part of your brain called the amygdala, which is an almond-sized group of neurons located in the temporal lobe of your brain. Uh, It was designed by our creator to uh, connect what you experience with a feeling or an emotion which drives you to react. So this fight-or-flight reaction that's generated in your amygdala within seconds you judge a situation that you're in, and you go into motion, and it's like automatic thinking. So this was created by our creator uh, as a gift to protect us. You know, think lion, tigers, and bears, oh my, that kind of thing. However, like any good thing, if this you know, quick thinking, fight or flight, is overused or utilized for the wrong purpose, It becomes a very bad thing. In other words, like this blessing that we've gotten, you know, this part of our brain that protects us can also become a serious, serious curse. So notice, 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 slow down for a moment and notice that the fight or flight reaction is a double negative. Okay? It's fight or flight. And both emotions that pop up are negative. One is, I'm scared, I need to run, and one is scared, I need to fight. So both of these are fear-based, and they manifest with a lot of excuses, right? So let's say that you something pops up in your life, and you look at it, and you say this immediate reaction, rules are made to be broken, right? So somebody throws a rule up in your life, you don't like the rule, and you're like, I don't care, I'm going to break it. So that is kind of like a fight reaction. Or you might look at a situation that pops up, an obstacle, and you have this immediate reaction, I won't have it, right? So you just are like, I'm going to fight it. Um, or it's unworthy of my attention. Or it will be hard. Or it's going to be risky, which is all flight-type uh, reactions. So just notice the different things that pop up in our minds that are automatic thinking that you know just really stall us in our tracks. Instead of just stopping observing, observing how we're thinking about things, and then beginning to kick our brain into gear. So uh, I'm going to go through this list of excuses because I think, I think you know, they're going to ring familiar with most of us. You know, so here's some other ones. Um, uh, if I do this, it will take a long time. Uh, if I do this, there will be family drama. If I do this, it will be against my nature. I can't afford it. No one will help me. It has never happened like this before. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm too old. I'm not enough. You know, it's really, really important that we notice that these phrases are automatic thinking and come right out of our mouths before we have even stopped to think about the reality of the obstacle or the adversity that is in front of us. Instead, what we want to do is we want to, you know, embrace kind of some thinking of some great philosophers along the way. One of my great famous philosophers that I love is Dr. Zeus. And he's got a little book called, Oh, the Places You'll Go. And when I actually was in my first career and I got with the most awesome company, I used to work for a company called Summit Properties. And I will tell you, this was like, you know, really like my college education. And as you all know, I graduated from college in, in May. But like my first college was the College of Summit Properties because I learned so much in that organization. Uh, but we got, when we graduated from our little leasing training, uh, we got the book uh, from Beth, the training director, and she gave it to us and it was called Oh, the Places You'll Go by Dr. Seuss and it has this quote in there. You have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know and you are the one who will decide where you go. Okay, so that that is just great, great thinking. This uh, quote informs us that, you know, we do have a brain in our head and uh, when we use it, our feet are going to set out and will take us somewhere. And understanding that the quality of our thinking uh, will put the quality of our feet in the quality of a good direction and have a quality outcome. But if the thinking isn't of high quality, that is just not even going to occur. So it is really, really important that we exercise the second thinking pattern. And the second thinking pattern is, I've framed it with a phrase that came from my master coach, Dave Cowan, when I went through coach training, Uh, just a really incredible guy. He had this thing, he's like, you've got to get in the habit, okay, because this is the H in the shine coaching methodology. So let's just run through that real quick for those of you who haven't heard that before. S is self assessment which is also like you know you got to think about how you're thinking that self assessment H habits I integrity N next right steps and then the E apply energy so that's what it means to shine so turning to wonder is is habit work at first um hopefully it will become integrated into your life to turn to wonder to be curious um and then you'll be in integrity the I But here's the deal about turning to wonder. You know, once your amygdala has identified uh, the encounter, the thing, the adversity, the obstacle, a sophisticated person has the opportunity to stop the emotional reaction by turning to wonder. This kind of thinking is characterized by curiosity. It's, again, self-assessment and openness. And this thinking takes place in the frontal lobe of your brain or what they call the executive brain. And this is where a sophisticated person slows down to exercise analysis to look at the facts and to notice the behaviors of people and to gain understanding of the adversity, the obstacle, the thing that's stalling them and get some serious perspective. Ultimately, when you do this, you're beginning to look at different ways you can reframe the adversity in front of you. Um, first of all, we could change this thing of an obstacle and an adversity. We could do a simple reframe. This is absolutely huge. Write this down. Is The first reframe is, is any obstacle, any adversity, anything that pops up can be reframed from an adversity to a challenge, Okay. So that's a much healthier way to look at something. I'm stalled, I have a challenge, or I'm stalled and I'm stuck. You know, These are totally different ways of thinking about it. And so once you realize that something is a challenge um, and not just an obstacle op, obstacle that is stalling you out, you can start to say, okay, I have this thing in front of me. I have this challenge in front of me. I need to put together some strategies that help me get around it uh, I need to maybe put a system in place so that this continual challenge does not continue to arise, um, or I just need to use some smarts. And so, in my definition of smarts, is like you know, go out there and research and find some tips, tools, tricks, you know, best practices that you can put into place that help you get this um, challenge uh, overcome and 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 get it out of the out of your life. So, really, really big stuff there now. Henry Ford is another great, you know, thinker and philosopher and he uh he he was really a great entrepreneur and as you all know, I'm an entrepreneur. I love working with entrepreneurs. And Henry Ford, you know, he said whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And this is the stuff of turning to wonder. You know, if you begin to wonder, you're totally opening it up to this perspective of I can get around the obstacle. I can overcome the challenge. So first step is noticing that you're in fight or flight. Notice what obstacles or adversity or excuses uh, you have a habit of allowing to bubble up. Uh, And instead, you just notice and you consciously Turn to wonder. And so when you do that, this is what I call the art of illumination. And so like you're lighting up the reality of what's going on. The third thinking pattern that we step into is uh, this idea that once you identify your challenge, you reframe it as an opportunity. And this kind of thinking, reframing challenges to opportunities, lights up the whole brain and illuminates both the left and the right hemispheres. And you've always heard of this, you know, left brain thinking, right brain thinking. And in this case, both of them are going to be lit up because we're going to use both sides. One, the critical thinking side to say what is actually going on here, what are the facts, what are the figures, what is going on. And then using the creative side, which is going to help you take the facts and start to connect the dots, look for patterns, and then create solutions that are going to help you overcome your challenge. So our limitations are typically self-imposed, and these self-imposed limitations, again, are going to pop up as excuses uh, unless you consciously engage the three parts of your brain. So I want to go a little deeper um, into looking at um, some of that automatic thinking. So it's all great and well to say, you know, just stop and think about what you're doing, uh, but it's really more important to at first observe kind of our patterns. And so here here's a really powerful question for you. Do you jump to conclusions? Now, i got to tell you, this This is a really, can be an Achilles heel and has been in my life. You know, I immediately get supercharged when, you know, I have an obstacle come my way. And I think it's a lot about personality. And as you know, I have a personality assessment inside of Vibrant Coaching called the Path Element Profile. If you want to find out more about that, go to my website at www.thevibrantcoach.com and look at coaching, and then there's a drop-down menu, and then there are strategies, systems, and smarts, and where the systems we have is a personality process, and would love to take you through that in a coaching session, Uh, but I'm a wind. And so the wind, you know, can rush to judgment, right? It can just, you know, rush into a room. It, it's very fast. It can turn on a dime. And so oftentimes I am a person who can jump to conclusions. So i got to really, 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 you know, get slowed down. And that's the thing about thinking is oftentimes we don't want to slow down to see what's really going on. So, here are some patterns that we got to take a look at. Um, and if you start combating uh, these unhelpful thinking styles, you will really, really create some movement in your life. So, for example, here is the first thing that happens when we jump to a conclusion is we can start blaming other people uh, or circumstances. And, again, this is fight or flight. This is kind of like a fight stance is that we're going to um, you know, say it's not my fault, I didn't do it. Uh, It happens when we feel vulnerable and we want to deflect um, attention. We look for the context and get things into perspective uh, no matter what. We take it with grace. That's the way we turn it around. Instead of saying it happens when we feel vulnerable, uh, we look for the context to get things in perspective. So stop blaming and get some perspective and take the whole situation with a little bit of grace, meaning like uh, if the situation isn't, you know, something you anticipated or created, but you find yourself in it, odds are the person or the situation you're in uh, was like unforeseen. And you can just stop blaming and start trying to get yourself out of the situation. That's the best thing to do. All right, another thing we do when we jump to conclusions is we start predicting. So we start talking about how everything's going to go south. Right, So if something happens to us or you know, we're demanded to take action at a short notice, oftentimes we say, I don't want to do it, I don't know how to do it, I'll mess up. And this usually results in us battering ourselves up and losing self-worth or self-esteem or confidence. Um, and the reality is is that whatever we're predicting, you know, we don't have any facts yet. We haven't done any fact-finding. And usually what we think is going to be so imminent usually isn't even true. So here's a third kind of automatic thinking that we have or jumping to conclusions, which is this thing of things are too difficult. So oftentimes when we look at something, it's a huge, you know, outrageous, what we call hag, big, hairy, audacious goal or challenge. You know, we say this is too difficult. And what we're feeling is upset or incompetent, and it's not necessarily so. So what we need to do there is remember our emotions are temporary, and that we can choose a different emotion. So, you know, you can choose, uh, instead of fear, you can choose courage, right? Uh, Instead of choosing um, uh, hate or frustration, we can choose empathy and compassion for the other person that we're involved with because, you know, hello, we're all human. The fourth uh, jumping to conclusion issue is this idea of, like, this is all my fault, And so we start personalizing it. And it's almost like there's some kind of messy, not right humility when we just start to take on the whole thing by ourselves and become a martyr. So, you know, it's a stressful situation and we say, you know, uh, I'll just take the blame, you know, I'll be the martyr. And instead the situation may have nothing to do with us at all uh, and we need to step out of it and let other people kind of handle it. So those are some things that happen when we have automatic thinking or we jump to conclusions. Now, there's another very dangerous um, pattern uh, that happens in the beginning with the fight or flight, and that's the idea that we begin to um, make things very, very small or we make things very, very exaggerated instead of looking at their proper scope. And so when people uh get into a situation, the brain starts to think and the first thing that comes up is I'm devastated. So this language can, you know, just say, "Hey, I'm stressed out and, you know, and therefore I'm not moving forward. I'm just not going to do anything." But instead, we can pay uh attention and stop, you know, like making a catastrophe out of things and you know start to as they you know the saying goes is like eat one bite of the elephant at a time you know and instead of proclaiming this great thing that you know your life is over and you're devastated um the second thing is that we can do if we're uh, making things in scope is you know i can say you know uh, i'm a total loser so when we label ourselves uh, we start putting limitations on ourselves. Now, on the other side, the you know, the other scope would be that, you know, I don't lose. And so now negotiation and mediation and all of those good things are out the window because you're going to win come heck or high water. And so, you know, being an exaggerator or a minimizer can really, really mess with a really great outcome. So there's so many different things that we could talk about with this idea of how your brain works, but I want to encourage you to be a person who is um, someone who does metacognition. This is really, really important. And so there's a there's a definition that we all know, and uh, the definition uh, you know of somebody who doesn't have good thinking, who exaggerates and overgeneralizes. And someone who, you know, has all of these crazy thinking patterns, we often call somebody like that like paranoid, right, or or they have paranoia. But there's an, an opposite definition that's also clinical, and it's called eunoia. So it's E-U-N-O-I-A. And it's such a beautiful word because it means beautiful thinking and that's really what we want now again don't forget we have this automatic you know amygdala that's going to tell us uh, to fight or flight but the beautiful thinking happens when we can stop and we can turn to wonder and then we can illuminate our brain with you know fabulous ideas about how we can overcome things and have really really positive thinking so, that is our first session in the thinking series and I'm just really, you know, excited about the fact that we're slowing down to think about our thoughts. Um, And really, it's a no-brainer to do that, right? Ha-ha. And so, you know, this this weekend, as you're going into the holiday weekend, you're having fun, you're, you know, enjoying friends and family, I want you at some point in some conversations to kind of step out of the conversation and notice how you're thinking about what is being said, about who's involved, and kind of what your uh, conclusions are. Uh, this weekend, as you're talking to people and, you know, this is like the end of the summer weekend, we're going to be, you know, nose to the grindstone school year, finish the fourth quarter, you know, hard kind of place. You know, I invite you to really, really, really start thinking because we got to get geared up for 2016 uh, to make that our best year yet. And thinking is going to be where we need to start. So here's a final little formula for you. When you are thinking about how you're doing metacognition, the first thing you need to think about is that you have a thought. Your thought brings up a feeling, and the feeling drives you into action, and then you have a result. So really, really get close to that. You have a thought uprises a feeling, the feeling or emotion puts you in motion, you take action, and you have a result. Mastering that in your life is going to change everything so i'm on that path it's a journey let's do it together be back here next friday at 7:30 and of course these are always in the blog talk radio archives and over on vibrantcoaching.com i'd love for you to put up a comment about today's blog talk radio show let me know what you think you know if you think it's good i mean go ahead and give me a high rating i'd love it i'd love it I'm trying to get this word out to lots of people who could really benefit from some great thinking. So have a great week. This is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach. Uh, I am off to celebrate my 25th wedding anniversary. We're going up to the Grove Park Inn in Asheville, North Carolina, to uh, plug. four solid days and think about how lucky we are that we have survived (laughs) and thrived in 25 years of marriage. All right, so this is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach. Let's get started.